The Milk Crate Challenge is turning the entire world into jackass stars. Everyone who attempts this challenge knows it's a terrible idea. They fashion their janky towers of heavily used plastic with the care of Icarus sticking bird feathers together with wax. Every video is like unwrapping a chocolate from an unmarked box. You know you're going to get something delicious, you just don't know what it'll taste like yet. There are people who fail on the first couple of steps, plummeting off the side. Others who make it to the pinnacle before falling into the crates on their descent, and there's this guy, bless his heart, who tried with all his might to cling to hope at the apex, only to have his world come crashing down. No matter what the video contains, it's going to be pure joy. What the hell is that? What would you say you do here? It's Stone's Weekly Dose. Because I'm kind of an idiot. I'm a dumb guy. Brian, you don't have to keep trying so hard to impress me. I already really like you. Your midweek download destination. I told you about Brian. I told you. Come on, man. Brian was just making a joke. I'm so lucky to have met you, Brian. You're such an amazing guy. It's Stone's Weekly Dose. And note to self, don't die or fall off a bunch of milk crates. More on that here in just a minute. I think this is the last of the old opens that I haven't used in quite some time. There might be another one I've forgotten about. I don't know. We'll find out soon enough. As we've gone back to Strictly Podcast only. It's Stone on Air is how you find it. Search it anywhere you find a podcast. That's what thousands of people in the city of Chattanooga do. It's the midweek download destination. As we are to August 25th, one more Wednesday left in this miserably hot summer, August summer, the dog days as we call it. Flying on by, man. I say it all the time and I know you're like, we get it, dude, but it's just still, my goodness. Every single day is like an hour. Every single minute is a second. Every single week is a month. So thanks for finding the show. Um, This one's going to be pretty easy. I don't know if it'll be highly entertaining or good or not. I'll let you be the the one to decide that. But it is going to be pretty easy because a handful of things I uh, am going to enjoy talking about. I'll uh, jump quickly to, uh, first of all, uh, the front end there. That's one of those read-to-you articles. Rather than read it, you can have it read to you. That's why it sounded so robotic. Uh, The Milk Crate Challenge, the latest social media craze. I'll get to more of that at the tail end of this segment. Um, the second segment of the show, I did a long, week-long tease, if you're here regularly, maybe you caught it, maybe you didn't, saying that I had to do a little bit of my own research on the roads to see if this new road construction at I-75 and I-24 was what I actually thought it was, and if it what I was, if it was what I thought it was, I was going to lose my bleep about it a little bit, and since then, I have done the, uh, my own research of driving through all the intersections myself to see it firsthand. But in the last week, there's also been a story on it from the Times Free Press in the last couple of days that confirmed what I thought I was about to see, but gave me really the answer to the question uh, that I was going to have. So I'll still continue to go into that in the second segment of the show. The I-24-75 split is no better or worse than it was Uh, in the last six decades, for the most part. That'll be the second segment of the show. The final segment of the show, 
Uh, just a real quick emptying of my voicemail like I've done over the past every now and again. There was hardly anything in there worth a damn. A couple of things worth playing and then um, a word or two on that. And then I was going to talk about this lookouts thing and the guy, one of the owners, I think he's a 25% stake owner. He is in some kind of Ponzi scheme or something. Always seems to be something with the lookouts, whether we're going to you know lose them to contraction or whether they're going to get a new stadium. They're not going to get a new stadium. They're going to be moved, whatever. Always seems like there's something. And um, I didn't do a super deep dive into it yet. And to be honest, I don't think that many people listen to this care all that much about that. So I decided to put that off for now, maybe come back to it another time. I want to do a little overall state of the union of the podcast and potential radio stuff into the future and what my goals are going here forward with downloadable content and just kind of give you, it won't be too long, five, six, seven minutes on it. And if at any point you want to you know, touch base with me and tell me, hey, I like that idea or hey, I think that's a dumb idea. I'd love to hear from you at Stone on Air on all social media, Stone on Air at gmail.com. Um, I mean, hell, I'm just short. I'll give you my damn cell phone number if you want, except I'm afraid I'll get more bot calls. So uh, I'm easy to find. And if I'm, you want something more, I'll do potentially that. If you want something less, you know, I could very likely do that as well. And I'll, I'll give you some areas I'm going to stay away from. All that coming up in the final segment of the show. A couple things real quick before. Oh, and then I've got the only two pieces of audio for you today. The realest thing. And the coolest thing, right after I explain the milk crate challenge here in just a few minutes. Just a few notes of self to get out of the way here that I uh, jot down. I am excited as I could be, well, as I possibly could be at this time a year during this circumstantial portion of my life presently, whether it be within this year or within you know the last two or three years. I am in for Bonnaroo. I am in, I'm in, I'm in, I am in. I have made a lot of good friends over the years, and they are taking care of me. I don't believe in karma in the sense of some kind of spirituality thing, because I don't believe any of that kind of stuff. But I do believe, scratch your back, you scratch mine, I do believe that if you spend most of your time trying to help other people, whether they be close friends, family, or colleagues, or teammates, or whatever, that will come back around. To me, that's not karma. That's just what goes around comes around. And if you make it difficult on people, and you're pompous about things, and you don't, and you don't seem to care about anybody, or not many people other than yourself, that'll also come back uh, around and, and get you. So I have, uh, I have been very, very good to other people when it comes to access and availability, and all the things that come with trying to get this this incredibly awesome access to this festival, and it's paying off now down the road because I'm running out of connections, I'm getting old, I'm running out of gigs, I'm running out of uh, industry contacts to do it all by myself. Fifteen years ago, I did it all by myself. I had first names, everybody, con- cell phone numbers, uh, email addresses. We talked throughout the year. It was a big time. Well, this thing's gotten way bigger than that, and I'm just some dude to these people now, so... Uh, that I am super happy in. I'm not going to do any work. I'm not hitting any deadlines. I'm not meeting anybody. I'm not doing any kind of obligations. I'm going to spend the weekend enjoying myself at Bonnaroo. Still not super excited about it being on Labor Day weekend. That's all just anecdotally circumstantial to my life. The holiday, beer business, football season. I mean, Bonnaroo is June. Bonnaroo is supposed to be June. But if I have to, fine. I'll do it in September, and I will. the only thing I will do is 
post plenty of pictures on social media if uh, anybody happens to care about that. So I got the uh, Times Free Press, the digital description uh, subscription the other day. And I did this very begrudgingly. I did not want to do this at all. I limit what I pay for online, and it's one of those deals. Once you've had something for free for so long, it's very difficult to go back and then now be charged for that service or that music or that tune or that written thing or the spoken, whatever it is you used to get for free, it's difficult to now be charged for that. And what I mean by that is all the stations in my day job for all these years always had a paper everywhere I went. If I went and met up with my dad, he had a paper. If I went anywhere, I was there was a paper nearby. So I never paid for it. Until for a little while there I did. Then I stopped because it just wasn't cost effective. And um, then I had online access through the back door at the last radio station, and now that's gone. And so I went ahead and got the paper. Digitally only. And I don't know how long I'm going to do it because, as I've mentioned, people have argued with me that, that say that I'm I'm wrong when I say this. I think the Chattanooga Times Free Press is a very good newspaper. Every time I pick it up and look at it, I find something I wouldn't have seen anywhere else. And I like the digital uh, layout that you can f- flip through the paper pages digitally rather than just, hey, click here and read this. Like, I don't care about that. I need to see the paper visually. And I like how they lay that out. And... um. I wanted to read more about this lookout story. So I went ahead and said, fine, I'll pay for this for now. See how far this goes. But then I see how much it costs. And it's like, what the hell? Okay, so it's $2 a week for the first month. It's $6 a week for months two and three. So that's eight bucks for the month. Six, so $24 a month for two and three. And then it tops out at month four at $32 a month for digital-only access. And while the digital access is more efficient way to look at the paper than it actually being tossed in my, in my driveway every day, at least for the money, I get something tangible thrown in my driveway every day. I just... $32 a month, I don't know that that's going to fly for, for very long or at all. I might not do it past a month or two. The Wall Street, uh, Wall Street Journal, which I pay for, one of the only online news sources I pay for, is $16 a month, I think. It's definitely under a tw- it's a definitely, definitely under 20 I think it's $16.95. And their introductory offer was a dollar for like three months. That's how they duped me into that, and I think it's a great news source. But this introductory is eight twenty four, and then thirty two within just a couple of months. In, yeah, I'm not sure if the budget's going to be able to uh, squeeze that in long term. We'll see. But I mean it. I enjoy the Times Free Press, and I've got it back into my uh, daily routine once again, at least for now. All right, get to the milk uh, crate thing here in just a minute. First of all, though. On Sunday, I don't get to see the Braves games because my uh, Hulu package doesn't carry it. And I, all I wanted to do on Sunday was watch the Braves game. That's all I wanted to do. And so after I slept in and I was just I was groggy from a long weekend that I won't bore you with all the details of, I went to Buffalo Wild Wings in, in uh, Fort Oglethorpe because I figured on a non-football Sunday, 
it would be pretty dead. And I would, you know, easily get a seat at the bar, watch the game, eat a little crappy wings and tall, light draft beer and have an okay afternoon. Well, not only was there hardly anybody there, the entire bar was empty. It was absolutely glorious. And I got to watch the Braves game and it was a nice afternoon. But because I, I don't know why, I guess nobody hardly cared who was in there. The sound of the game was this stupid NFL preseason Browns and Giants, I think, blaring over the speakers. That's just annoying as hell. Trying to watch your game and you have to listen to some other game, and especially when it's something worthless like an NFL preseason game. But I was still happy to be there. Didn't think a hell of a whole lot about it other than that always annoys me. Always, always, always annoys me. Well, my radio station, or the station I listen to in Atlanta all the time, is doing a live remote at a place in Woodstock called The Daily Draft, an on-demand sports bar. Like On-demand sports bar? What the hell does that mean? And I'm not going to go too far into it. Take a look at it if you want. But you can order your food from your phone. You barely have to even see anybody if you don't want. You can... You can summon somebody to come wait on you. If you don't want them, you can keep them away from you. Self-serve taps, a bunch of other little bells and whistles I care nothing about. Plenty of food, plenty of drink, a little bit for everybody. All that's great. Okay, sports bar. But what's, what's the part that caught my eye? You can download an app and pick whichever TV in the bar, and this is brand new state-of-the-art flat screens everywhere. Pick the game the TV that you want to watch, and you can listen to it on your phone. The audio streams to your phone. So you can either set it up right in front of you as a little speaker, or you can have your earbuds in, and you can watch the game and listen to the game and tune everybody out with your buds in, earbuds in or just have a little speaker in front of you. Oh, my God. They have that technology with the little boxes they put in some of the places. That's kind of a thing that's come and gone at some of the joints around the, the country. This is so incredibly awesome, and I hope eventually we get some of our sports bars here in town to do the same kind of thing. But as always, anything that originates in Atlanta probably started first in L.A., and it took that long to get here, and it'll be 10 years before we see it in Chattanooga. But I thought that was pretty damn cool. All right, what is the Milk Crate Challenge? Well, I'm glad you asked. I'll tell you. So a bunch of numbnuts all over the country have jumped on this trend and it started on TikTok and it's now on all it's it's spread everywhere and TikTok is really built around trends all social media is but TikTok really is whether it's a uh, a, a challenge to make a video or a, a dance kind of thing or a, a sound that you use it's hard to explain if you don't know and you probably barely care but anyway it started on TikTok and so over the years, there's been the cinnamon challenge where idiots would eat a big spoonful of cinnamon and try not to, I don't know, throw it up all over the place. And there was, of course, the Tide Pod challenge, which is just ridiculous. And then they're not so ridiculous. The ALS bucket, ice bucket challenge from five, six years ago, whatever. So this is the milk crate challenge. You take milk crates, just like the old ones you remember, plastic. And you, and you stack them up like stairs. So one, the, one is the first one, two is the next one, three is the next one, and it goes upstairs until it levels off, and then you put one more on top, and then you walk back down. And the idea here is, is that you, uh, you start, you just try to walk across all the way over. And there's no chance this is going to work out very well for anybody. And so basically it's just becoming jackass 2.0, People falling spectacularly and hurting themselves probably pretty regularly. And it is very hard to ignore. It's hard to stop looking at it. The next video, the next video, especially especially if you put the hashtag milk crate challenge, 
I was trying not to participate in this madness and not give them what they're looking for, which is more likes and more attention. But every video was one more like, oh, God, no. Like, it was, it hooked me for a few minutes. But it's absolutely asinine. Go to Twitter. I guess Facebook might have a hashtag milk crate challenge. I don't know. I know that uh, surely Instagram does. And it, it originated on TikTok. So that's the latest craze that a bunch of idiots, mostly kids, are doing. And this is why I'm so glad I don't have kids. And I could never do this. I could never raise a generation that is obsessed and mentally uh, uh, ill with their social media technology and the the nonsense that they they put themselves through just to get a laugh and a like and a bunch of attention and you know how many people are taking their kids with dislocated elbows and shoulders and broken bones and busted faces because this is in the millions. This is happening countless times. It'll die off any minute now because that's what fads do. But, man, what a stupid-ass thing that did continue to just grab me for a while. I couldn't stop watching. Speaking of TikTok, that's where the majority of my audio comes from. Two here real quick. This is today's realist thing um i gotta set it up just a little bit so it's this woman laying in her bed uh, laying on her pillow like looking like she's trying you know trying to go to sleep and it says my brain again this is a female so this is uh, all things that a woman would think more some things that a woman would think my brain at 3 a.m and this is so real so right as an insomniac this i, I couldn't identify with this more um, and she's just looking kind of like crazy, like trying to sleep. But um, and and there's this other trend TikTok thing where you you get a your text to a voice by some computer generated voice, and there's a lot of different ones, and that's just something people do. So that's why it'll sound the way that it does. This is today's realest thing. You should buy a goat. Dick is overrated. Did you change the litter box? You're pretty. No. You're fat. Where did the murder hornets go? Where's your birth certificate? Chalupas. My left tit hurts. Humans are garbage. How often do normal people wash their sheets? Why do the confident lesbians on your For You page turn you Everyone on? Everyone is mad at you. You should move to Switzerland. Onions are fucking gross. What day is it? You should start crying. <laughs> One more time. This is today's real thing. My brain at 3 a.m. You should buy a goat. Dick is overrated. Did you change the litter box? You're pretty. No. You're fat. Where did the murder hornets go? Where's your birth certificate? Chalupas. My left tit hurts. Humans are garbage. How often do normal people wash their sheets? Why do the confident lesbians on your For You page turn you Everyone on? Everyone is mad at you. You should move to Switzerland. <laughs> Onions are fucking gross. What day is it? You should start crying. Where did the murder hornets go? Everybody's mad at you. You should start crying. And this is today's coolest thing. Uh, another female um, a post. The feminist song is what I'm calling it. I don't know if it has an actual name. Um, it's a minute and it is fabulous. Today's coolest thing. Oh, play, damn it. It's hard to be a feminist and still want dick. It's hard to care what other people think and still be over it. It's hard to be objectified just the right amount. And sometimes still have sex with dudes when they deserve to be called out. I'm an educated woman and I know my stuff, but I like my lovers with a little scruff. If I could take a pill that would remove this curse, I'd never talk to straight men, cause they're the worst. Men kill people, men start wars, but at the same time they're totes adorbs. I worry fucking subjugators makes me a traitor, but then I get wet and decide to think about it later. It's hard to be a feminist and still want dick. It's 
It's hard to care what other people think and still be over it. It's hard to be objective by just the right amount. And sometimes still have sex with dudes when they deserve to be called out. <laughs> and sometimes... Sometimes still have sex with dudes when they deserve to be called out. Uh, again, I don't know what it's called, but that is fantastic. Yeah, I'll play it on the way out here. I've listened to that song probably 25 times. Just a single uh, woman on her little ukulele. And if nothing else, it's just an incredible tune, but the, the words are fun. All right, let's get out of here real quickly and get right back into things. I-24, I-75 split has had the exact same configuration for in the neighborhood of six decades. And after $136 million, they basically still do. How the hell is this possible? I'll try to explain next. Because they're the worst. Men kill people. Men start wars. But at the same time, they're totes adorbs. I worry fucking subjugators makes me a traitor. But then I get wet and decide to think about it later. It's hard to be a feminist and still want dick. It's hard to care what other people think and still be over it. It's hard to be objective by just the right amount. And sometimes still have sex with dudes when they deserve to be called out. Now back to more. Stone on air. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Stone on air. Phase of the I-75, I-24 interchange modification project is in the works. It'll be funded into the 2022 fiscal year budget. Phase two could begin as early as late summer. It really just depends on when phase one is complete and plans are finalized. The first part of the I-75, I-24 interchange modification project is looking to finish up late this summer, allowing the second and final phase of the project to begin. These will include improving and widening uh, the I-24 corridor from Spring Creek Road Bridge to west of Belvoir Avenue and some additional work along I-75 to near the East Brainerd Road interchange. At least one additional lane will be added in that area and there will also be some improved ramps. Phase 1 cost $132.6 million. <laughs> My friend Brad now in New Orleans, always gives me a hard time about talking traffic. He thinks it's small town, low rent, low hanging fruit, boring conversation, and I think he's wrong. I mean, if you just want to scream about people not using their blinker, yeah, that's that's boring, that's stupid. You want to talk about people not uh, or people speeding or not going fast enough in the fast lane? Yes, of course, that's simpleton content. But when you live in a city uh, that you've been in your entire life, and or effectively, and this podcast in particular is often about this city, when one of the biggest major road projects of, uh, uh, of our lifetime is completed and it looks like nothing has changed except for that it's pretty as hell, to me, that's worth looking into and wondering what the hell is going on. Welcome back in to the show. So that's where I'm going for this segment um over the last i guess 25 years at least just going this is all recollection and it's all just chicken scratch my handwriting on a piece of paper since i've been here 1986 as a child late 90s is when i started to get an understanding of the landscape of the entire city had friends in hickson and red bank and ulawa and east brainerd north georgia so I would be in all these spots, and I've known how to get just about everywhere in this city for a good solid 20 years. Uh, 
And um, so I've experienced all the road changes, all the shifts, all the uh, major road construction projects through the main artery of our city, which is 75 and 24 with 153 and 27, you know, connecting to those arteries. And I just kind of think of a handful of them. There's been so many. When I was a kid here in this city, there, there is nothing. 75, 24, 153, they, they were just little tiny, two, barely three-lane interstates. Very primitive kind of traffic uh, outlines and flows that I guess probably were originated all the way back in the, maybe not quite the 1950s, but not further after it, after Eisenhower did the whole interstate system in the, in the country post-World War II. I had 60s or 70s at least, so these things had not been touched for 20 years or maybe more. And ever since then, I have watched and driven through and dealt with all of these different uh, widenings and major construction projects, and I've just guessed at the timelines. And I'll start with uh, probably the late 90s, I-75 and 153. If you remember leaving East Brainerd Road and getting onto I-75 North, and you needed to get on 153 North to go to Hickson, you had to shoot across three lanes of traffic and hit the one single lane that threw you onto 153. It was terribly dangerous. Now, the rest of the intersection might not have been that dangerous. I'm not sure. I don't remember that well. But I, East Brainerd was becoming a pretty prominent area at that time. And to have people trying to get to Hickson from East Brainerd and having to risk their life flying across three lanes of highway, you know, in an eighth of a mile, a sixteenth of a mile to get on that one single entrance ramp onto 153 and then have the miles per hour plummet to 55 or 60 or whatever it is as soon as you get over there that was a major issue so that interchange was uh, done around the late 90s early 2000s that also brought us Hamilton Place Boulevard I believe that's the time that it happened widened up 75 early 2000s quarter J coming in from you know, north 27 or south into, into town. They widened that up, and then it bottlenecked into the old Jotty. 05 to 010, between uh, before Volkswagen was announced and certainly after, several years, three, four, five years of driving to Udawa through all that expansion. I remember I was driving to Udawa in 08 a lot. Girl I was seeing out there at that time. I had to drive through all that construction. They were putting in the VW exit. Now it's a breeze. Fantastic stretch of highway. Uh, there was the old Jotty expansion coming from that I just mentioned, the expansion of Quarter J, but then they had to expand the bridge to get rid of that bottleneck. And then, of course, the uh, Highway 27 expansion all the way through the heart of downtown Chattanooga that started around 2015, 2016 and wrapped up just about uh, one year ago, right after I moved out of working in downtown Chattanooga, got away from all that mess. And then now I'm driving out to Ottawa, and what is now just officially quote-unquote completed is the I-24, I-75 interchange, which had been worked on for years, but I never went that way for the last several years, so I never had to deal with it until about eight months ago. And by all accounts, it looks beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's a marvel of, uh, of engineering and, 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 and interstate road functionality and, and design. It looks amazing, and I've been getting pretty excited watching it get closer and closer and closer to done. And on the uh, 24 going towards 75 North, going towards East Brainerd, once you get over that bridge-style interchange, it's six wide-ass open lanes. That's pretty cool. I mean, it feels good. It's a nice drive now, driving that way. That's nice. 
Except I started to notice a couple of things. The things that were bothering us the most, the biggest problems we had with that interchange was that going to downtown Chattanooga, coming from Knoxville, coming from East Brainerd, 75 South, was only two lanes to get to 24 going towards downtown. That was always a bottleneck, especially around 8 a.m. in the morning, 5 p.m. in the afternoon. It's been that way for a long time. Now, going to Georgia was also an issue a little bit, also two lanes. Well, they fixed that. That's three lanes. It's a breeze. You want to go to, you're, you'll be in Ringgold uh, or uh, the East Ridge exit, exit one, in two seconds after that, that split. And then you'll open up there to a five or six lane dream of a, of a connection into Georgia. It's, it's fantastic. So that's good. So there was the, the two lanes going to 24 to downtown, and then the biggest problem, the biggest problem we've had for decades was North Georgia coming in to downtown Chattanooga 24. I always get that confused. That's 24 West. Heading towards East Ridge, the Ridge Cut. That goes down to one damn lane. And as I started to look around, I noticed they're done. Other than having to pick up a few more cones and barrels, They've striped this thing off. It's fresh asphalt. It's smooth. It's finished. It's gorgeous. But I'll be damned if it doesn't look like the same two problems we have are still here. So I decided to not mention it until I made the drive myself. This past weekend, I drove all three or four different connections. And what I expected, or excuse me, what I suspected, I was right. And I thought, what in the hell is going on? Well, between now or then and now, and I said I got the Times Free Press digital subscription to get the lookout story. I forgot. It was more to get this story because it was right in my what I was doing. I thought I could spend $2 for the paper down the road if I can happen to find it, or I could spend $2 for a week at least and, and have access digitally. I'll just read a little bit of this to you. It is from Ben Benton. Phase one of split project ends, but bottleneck from I-75 to I-24 West will linger. The now $133 million improvement project at the infamous Interstate 75-24 split near the Tennessee-Georgia state line was officially completed Thursday at midnight, but it hasn't answered all the interchange problems yet. Traffic flow through the interchange improved in most directions, but the ramp from northbound 75 to 24 near East Ridge, exit one, still narrows from two lanes into one, which has been the situation throughout the six-decade life of the interchange. The reason is pretty obvious to drivers heading 24 under the new Spring Road bridges. There's nowhere for the additional lanes to go. So the backup on I-75 will linger for a while as phase two won't start until spring of 2023. A year and a half out minimum, according to TDOT. Likewise, rush hour backups on southbound 75 and west I-24 will also won't be fully addressed until a third lane is added in the next phase. The first phase didn't address all the problems because the size and cost of the overall project led to the need to break it in to two parts that was due to funding constraints and the fact that the state agency does not go into debt to fund its projects according to tdot officials quote we are a pay-as-you-go state the project was too expensive to complete under a single contract which is why it had to be broken up into two separate projects according to a spokesperson from tdot phase two has been funded for the fiscal year 22 to 23 
and is expected to be under contract by the end of 2022, meaning drivers should see construction underway in the spring of 23. Again, that is from Ben Benton and the Times Free Press. So that explains it. At least it makes sense now. Doesn't make it any less frustrating. Because I was driving through all these different interchanges, and I noticed there's a lot of wasted space here. There's a lot of concrete that has been striped over with the, you know, the yellow reflective lines. You know, stay, this is not a lane. Stay off of this. But I noticed on the far left or right side of whichever side I was driving on that had all this extra wasted space, you know, when you're driving down the highway and they have those grooves in the pavement to your right or left, so if you fade off the road, it's that kind of thing, I noticed they have those grooves all the way down these lanes. And I thought, okay, clearly that means they're going to come back and do some more but why in the hell wouldn't you just do it now while you're already here? And that is where government spending comes into place here, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen of the audience. This is how government spending works. I don't think I'm telling anything to anybody that they don't already know, but the same thing I noticed on the old Jotty Bridge when they were doing all those expansion work when I was coming in and out of town, downtown every single day. They finished one project, they came back a year later, they tore that part down and then redid it. Like So if this was your home project, right, and you were just going to do it year by year, so you build a deck, but it, you're going to add to the deck, but you don't want to do this portion. You want to do that portion, so you just put the railing up here, and in a year, instead of waiting to do it, you're just going to tear the railing down that you paid to put up the other day, the other year, and then reconfigure from there. No normal, fiscally responsible American citizen would would do a project on their home or their car or in their life like the government does with their road projects. So now all this striping and all these things they've done, it's not that big a deal, that big a difference, I know. But they're going to come in and scrape all that off and then start laying more concrete and then to, to, to get this to the multiple lanes that we all were th- expecting to have done. So we're all driving through here thinking, man, this is great. It's almost done. Awesome. Finally, don't have to sit through this mess every day. And then it's done. Oh, awesome. Man, what a great looking interchange. What a what a what a damn good uh looking piece of uh, of of work here. Except you didn't fix any of the problems. <laughs> you didn't do anything except for make it pretty. And it costs $133 million. So anyway, there you go. At least there is an explanation that does, in fact, make sense. It's, or at least I understand it. Maybe maybe make sense is the wrong word, but I definitely do understand it. So there you go, Brad. Sorry if you think talking road construction in the city of Chattanooga on a podcast that's Chattanooga city-centric is stupid. Well, you got almost 15 minutes of it. Coming up next, I will give you a couple of uh, emails that I dumped out of my, uh, you know, what is it, bi-yearly, once every two or three quarters uh, voicemail uh, purge and uh, how I won't be doing much of that anymore and why voicemail is so ridiculously obsolete and what am I going to do with this show and other podcasts going forward or maybe other radio opportunities. I will try to be brief, and I will do it next. Now more Stone on Air. It's about to get all stupid up in here. Stoneonair.com. I'm seeing here that you do qualify for the new loan forgiveness program. Hey, this is Ruby. 
I was giving you a quick call because I am reviewing your student loan profile, and it looks like there has been some pretty big changes to your federal student loans recently. I'm seeing here that you do qualify for the new loan forgiveness programs. When you have a moment, give me a call back. I would like to discuss your options with you while the programs are still available. You can reach me at 201468-8576 and please have your reference number ready. Your reference number is 4046. I look forward to hearing from you and I hope you have a good day. That was one of the robocalls. This is the brand new, very latest single from the Dead Deads. It's called First Tooth. They were in town on Friday. Kind of a warm-up practice show at Cherry Street Tavern downtown. First, uh, Second time I've been there. Enjoyed it. Marty Bohannon's place. It's fun. A little cramped. It's part of the reason why they kept it secretive they just wanted to get paid to do a practice basically they're going on a tour with Candlebox here soon this is the poppiest song they have on the album That's why it is the first single. But yeah, the old 90s band Candlebox, they'll be on a short, well, I don't know how short it is. It's not super long. Handful, many dates, at least a, probably a dozen dates. So that's awesome for them. Awesome, awesome, awesome stuff. And I'll play a few more of their songs over the next few weeks that are way better than this one. But this is the... dun 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 all right, let's see here. So I got one more piece of audio I want to play for you real quick that comes from my uh, voicemail dump, which I, I just, I've had enough of voicemail. I, I just realized that it's been full all year. I haven't checked my voicemail since like January. And um, I, I thought, uh, one of my guys at work called me and he doesn't call me very often, almost never. And, um, but I've known him for a long, long time. And he texted me after he called, hey, you know, Funny voicemail, haha, but you know, your voicemail's full, damn it, because it says if you don't leave a message, there's no chance I'll call you back. And then it's full and you can't leave a message. So I I get where the frustration would be there. And so I thought, oh shit, I didn't even know that it was full. So I went to to clear it out. And as I always do, I dump it into my uh, software here just in case there's good messages and I'll use it on the podcast. And in this situation, there was almost nothing worth using. Many of them were just pocket dials that were like three minutes long of just nothing. And it had been that way all year. And I I already knew that voicemail was virtually worthless in my world. That proved it completely. Stop calling me and leaving me voicemails. Please don't do it anymore. Text me. Hit me up on every social media. I'm one of the easiest people to get a hold of. I've never had anything restricted. Everything I've ever done is for public use. Everything I've ever produced, created, or contact information. If you just Google... My, you know, the stone on air thing, Brian Stone, Brian, you know, several different keywords. You're going to find my address. You're going to find my phone number. You're going to find everything about me. I have never been kept anything secretive. So just if you need me, find me. Just don't leave me a voicemail because I probably won't listen to it. But I did get two worth playing back on the show today. The one that we just rejoined there, which is 
the uh, about what was that one? Was that student loans? See, I, I get so many trash calls about student loans, health care, and um, auto recalls, automobile recalls. Three things I've never inquired about in my life. Never had a student loan. I've never inquired about health care, and I've never inquired about a recall on anything about any of the sh- small amount of vehicles I've ever owned. I get marketing, uh, target marketing, advertising. I get when you search for life insurance. Next, you know you're going to be b- bombarded with life insurance uh, uh, solicitations. I don't ever search for these things ever, and I just get them constantly. And I still regularly just get rid of the trash calls. I probably had a bunch more, except my voicemail has been full for what uh, about eight months but this was one other one that did make it through that i thought was just it was just great just had to roll with this this is a, what do i call it bot call here you go the moment you receive this message we need you to get back to us trails of information in your name and social security number the moment you receive this message we need you to get back to us on our department division number that is four zero five three two eight Seven nine six eight. I repeat, four zero five three two eight seven nine six eight. Now, if we don't hear a call from you, we will have to issue an arrest warrant under your name and get you arrested. <laughs> so, get back to us as soon as possible. Thank you. <laughs> if you don't get back with us, we'll have to uh, issue an uh, arrest warrant and have you arrested. Does this work on anybody? I guess it does, or they wouldn't keep doing it. Anyway. All right, so uh, the last few moments here, I'll spend talking about this um, State of the Union, if you will. I said maybe there's a chance at at a radio opportunity in the future. I don't know. I think I'm done with the radio world. I am um, I am so disenfranchised with it, as are just about everybody else, or as is everybody else. I, I don't know how many people are listening to this podcast. Probably not that many. A lot less than I wish. But I know who's not listening to the radio, and that's a lot. There's a lot of people that don't have any concern for it whatsoever. And I, when I say a lot, I mean almost everybody. Almost everybody. This last dismissal from this junk-ass station, I got barely any feedback on it. Others in the past, I, you know, I, I had a lot of, like, love online. A lot of... Um, you know, just encouragements, you know, that that was a different world five years ago and a, a company I'd been at for, you know, 13 years. And then the one a couple of years ago, yeah, I got a little bit too, but not now it's like nothing. No one's listening to this stuff. So I, I think I'm done. And I say all that. And if someone said, hey, do you want to come work for this radio gig tomorrow? I'd probably say yes, just because I, it, you know, die hard, right? It's hard to, Hard to say no, but it is so uh, frustrating and so uh, unsatisfying from a creative process. But as far as the podcast thing goes, I've got a couple of weeks here. I've got Bonnaroo coming up, then I got a week off after Bonnaroo, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hopefully dedicate some time to what to do with the show going forward or the shows, I should say. I think the every Wednesday show is something I want to continue doing. It's not that difficult. I actually kind of like doing it now that it's uh, so much easier than doing radio shows every day. But I, I am so jaded. I am so apathetic with everything going on in the world politically. But it's just been such an insanely weird last five years. It was still hard to, to, to totally stay away from it. And I'm just kind of naturally drawn towards it anyway. And then after the last year, 
being on a news talk format for four to five hours a week, I almost I had no choice. That's what you do there. And so for the last year, especially during a, a election year, it's all I was ever talking about. It's just so exhausting, and it's so it's so boring. And sometimes it's not, but more times than not, it is. And I just don't want that to be part of my content creation. So if something comes up and it's and it's it needs to be discussed because it's the hottest story of the world, then I, then it'll be touched on. But um, I want this to be a place where people, you know, can believe whatever they want to believe and can still enjoy their themselves and have you know a forty-five to fifty-minute listen. That's that's what I hope. And I've got. Two other, the, the one idea that's been on the shelf for a year, the Project 423, and then maybe even a third podcast on a rotation that'll have nothing to do with any, uh, the completely different subject matter that I'm still ironing out in my head. Like, it's still conceptual. Make some sheets, you know, some sales sheets. Get out, maybe get a few sponsors. Put these things out here and there. Juggle them around. And maybe it'll pick up uh, here and there. Maybe it won't. I don't know. It's an ocean. The internet and the podcast world and the really just the internet in general. It's a it's the Pacific Ocean and I'm just a sh- I'm like a shrimp, like plankton, you know, floating around in this ocean trying to get like this tiny speck which is in the grand scheme of the Pacific Ocean a uh an absolute, you know, big area but still difficult to get people's attention and the podcast is a new blog and who the hell cares about your blog and it's now who the hell cares about your podcast. oh you got a podcast good for you jackass so what so that's where i'll go from there um hopefully it works out hopefully it'll continue going hopefully i can get a couple dollars going but i've been saying this for five years you know for crying out loud I am a little bit more motivated. I'm a different person than I was a year ago. I'm a different person than I was five years ago, certainly. And um, I just want to 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 discuss thought-provoking things, and I don't want to offend or turn anybody away. And I honestly, I'm, I'm so apathetic. I don't care who the president is. I, I now officially don't care. I don't care what Congress did the other day. I mean, I do, but not really. You know, it's just, ugh. It's... It's disheartening, but that's where we're at. But that doesn't mean there's not still things to talk about. That's not doesn't mean there's we can't have fun with audio from TikTok. That doesn't mean that we can't discuss and have fun with dumb things uh, to laugh at, to kill time, to get away from all this madness that is cable news television, which I have officially cut out, almost completely officially cut out of my life because I'm so damn sick of it. It is freeing. It is liberating to a certain degree. And, you know, there's plenty of things for this podcast in particular. Just want to talk about interesting things. Talk about things that, are, that matter. And hit me up with any ideas you might have. And um, more on the other idea I've been kicking around in my head for the last few weeks. It's just been a whirlwind. But um, getting ready for Bonnaroo. Getting ready for Titans football season. But if nothing else, I'll still be dropping these on Wednesdays every single time that I get the chance. And I love you to death for uh, listening to this. You're, you're my favorite person in the world if you're doing so right now. She is one of my favorite people in the world, Letitia Wolf and her band, The Dead Dead's new album is Tell Your Girls It'll Be Okay. I think I got that right. Something like that, or it'll be all right, one of the two. It's on a soft release right now, or maybe the hard release is hit already. I don't know. Check it out. It is phenomenal. Fantastic music. 
from the Dead Dez. And that is all I have for you this week. Take care. Have a good one. And I'll talk to you right before the day before I leave for Bonnaroo next week. See ya. Why don't you take around and find some news?